0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, welcome to episode 144 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. I am joined in the stew with hot takes with TP3, Thomas Penland. Thomas, how's it going today, bro?
1: Hey, it's a good day to be alive, Cohen. We've almost made it through the week, almost time for football. Appreciate you having me on, man. I'm ready to get things popping.
0: Some even better news is that sober October is almost over. I am Jonesing over here, son. I was at the bar last night watching some of the World Series and I felt like a damn idiot because I was drinking O'Douls, non alcoholic beer. I felt like like just a dumbass because I walked up. I was like, hey, do you guys have like O'Douls or the Heineken Zero Zeros or anything? She's like, yeah, we have O'Douls. I was like, fuck, let me get two of them. And I just drank those and. I felt as normal as I can. They taste good. They taste good to be a non-alcoholic beer, just like regular beer. But I can't wait for the real thing. On Halloween, I am going absolutely apeshit.
1: I I don't even want to see what that looks like. Unfortunately, I probably will.
0: Yeah, you probably will. Um, We got some good games going this week. I was in a good spot last week with NFL. You're kind of chasing my tail. Let's get into it. Giants at the Eagles tonight on Thursday Night Football. The Giants are four-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Eagles in Philadelphia. It opened at six-and-a-half. I think this is a good spot for a trap because I hate betting at four-and-a-half, but I cannot find any reason that I would take the Giants. I'm going to take Eagles minus four-and-a-half. Two out of the last three weeks, the Eagles – have covered. They should have covered against uh, Pittsburgh. They missed it by about a point and a half. I like the Eagles to cover by a full touchdown right here.
1: I'm not gonna lie, Cohen. I've been sitting on the fence, going back and forth all day. Me too. Me too. This has been a tough one for me. I mean, the Giants are three and twelve straight up in their last fifteen as an away dog, but they're thirteen and two ATS in that spot and three and zero this season. But at the same time. I feel like it's a good spot for the Eagles. Yeah, they don't have Miles Sanders. Yeah, they don't have Zach Ertz this week. That hasn't mattered,
0: though. in, in, In their last four or five games when they have been beat up, they've still been performing and covering the spread.
1: That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, you got cluster injuries in the offensive line. Luckily, Elaine Johnson's in. But you get Deshaun Jackson back, so you get a little bit of help. Fulgham actually looks pretty good lately. It looks like he's kind of emerging. Got Greg Ward in the slot. So the weapons are at least a little bit better. I think not having Ertz and Sanders in there is going to hurt. But at the same time, I mean, this Giants team looked absolutely pathetic against the Washington football team last week. I mean, they were outgained last week by a decently big margin as well. I can't even remember what the margin was, but I mean, it was over a hundred yards type margin. Which I mean, when I see that, that's something that is not a good stat if you're the Giants. Um, also, on top of that. You know, I just really feel like this Giants team's turning downward, and this it's, it hasn't looked good so far. Joe Judge very inexperienced. Carson Wentz is undefeated, straight up in ATS on, on Thursday Night Football. I think I'm going to have to go with the Eagles here. Also, too, Giants have no pass rush, and I mean, the Eagles' weakness is that offensive line. So, I mean, if you can't exploit your team's biggest weakness, what are you going to do?
0: And um, shout-out to Jeremy Kuhn because he sent me a good one today. Um, I like to think sometimes that these historical stats kind of don't matter. And, A, this COVID season, and, B, for teams with mm-hmm. a lot of turnover like the Giants and the Eagles both do have. Giants or The Eagles have kind of kept their core around, so you might can hang your hat on this stat. But in the last seven meetings, the Eagles are undefeated against the Giants, 7-0 and o in the last yeah, seven meetings, uh, Eagles and Giants. So I'm going to ride with the Eagles here. I don't love this spot, but it's a spot that I'll live and die in.
1: Yeah, see, I agree with you. I mean, it's not the greatest spot ever, but if one team's going to be able to shuffle to get ready, it's got to be the Eagles, you know. Also, too, the Giants probably celebrating a little bit after that. I was feeling the same thing. A
0: a little bit of a hangover, riding high a little bit. Giants fans are kind of up here, but they really should be about right here.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, plus two, you don't have Sterling Shepard. You know, you don't have um, Saquon Barkley. So they're down a little bit on what all they got out there. Look, this is a hard one to bet in my opinion, but I really just think you got to go with the Eagles here and hope that Carson Wentz can get it done with, his, with the talent he's got around him. I mean, actually the no talent he has around him in this case.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a week where me and you are probably going to fade a little bit of public money. Um, usually me and, you, me and you are on the other side of the whole public money argument, like we'll try to stay on the side where there's no public money on and try to get to where the casinos make that money. But there's a lot of public money on the Eagles tonight, and I, I just have no reason to go against them. Also, with the, with the Cowboys being so down bad, the Eagles have a shot in the arm to say, hey, we can win this division. We can get back into it. It's anybody's division. We can run away with this if we put a few good wins together, good division game tonight, Eagles minus four and a half. I like it. If you're really scared, buy back down to three and a half. That way you can protect yourself against the 2024 final, which I think this game is probably going to finish in.
1: I sure hope it doesn't finish at that. That's all I got to say.
0: Me too. Um, I know the over-under is like 44, 45 and a half. So that's right at the spot that it's going to be at. But hopefully we're on the other side of that margin. Um, Sunday at 1 p.m. Starting off the Sunday slate. Packers at Texans. Packers are three and a half point favorites. Um, This one really is kind of simple to me. Um, I like to live in these spots where it's more team scenarios and schedule poker rather than playing the numbers like you play. Um, Coming off a huge loss, I really do love the pack. pack. Pack started out last week against the Bucs, 10-0, and then allow 38 unanswered points. I do not think – I think that they got kicked in the nuts, and I think they're going to rebound here. I love the Pack, minus three and a half. There's a large money disparity, but I'm going to be on the wrong side. I just can't find any way to bet against the Packers.
1: Yeah, you know, I usually like to play contrarian, Cohen, but I really just can't see a reason either here not to back the Packers. The line is a little bit questionable, considering the fact the Texans were three and a half point dogs last week when they were playing against the uh, the, the Titans. But look. The Packers have a great offense. They played awful last week. I mean, they were the third best scoring offense. They're still the seventh best rushing offense. I think they're gonna be able to get back to running the ball again. The Texans are 32nd in the NFL against the run, 27 in YPP. I mean, they're giving up big plays. They're letting these teams stay on the field. I mean, they're 32nd in time of de- in time on the field, 31st in number of plays. I really think Matt LaFleur gets deep in his bag here and runs the ball all over them and controls clock the entire game. Texans can score quick, which scares me a little bit about a backdoor. Three and a half is a little bit of a tricky number. We got to watch out for those back doors. But yep. honestly, I agree with you, though. I feel like the Packers got to bounce back. I feel like that was an embarrassing loss. I mean, it was an it was America's game of the week. Whenever you lose like that and you're as good as the Packers, you got to try to bounce back. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. I think he keeps these boys uh, motivated.
0: Yeah, me too. And the money disparity is extremely large. So we are on trap warning right here. It's about 95 to 5% public money disparity as of right now. And yeah, a lot of that weekend money hasn't come in yet because there's going to be a lot of money put on Friday and Saturday on, on on the Packers and Texans. But if I'm on the wrong side of this one, I'll live and die on the wrong side of this one. I will not bet against the Packers coming off that embarrassing of a loss against a lesser opponent. Um, The Cowboys and the Washington football team, I got minus one for the Cowboys. The chalk pick is going to be with the Cowboys, and I'm going to need you or someone else to talk me off the ledge in order not to play the Cowboys. Again, I hate backing public money, and I hate being on the side of this public money disparity, but I don't think the Washington football team is really all that good. They kind of overperformed in their first four or five weeks. I like the Cowboys right here to bounce back after a pretty embarrassing loss um, to the Cardinals, which I called, by the way
1: yeah cohen called that one i was very wrong i think that's honestly the most wrong i've been on a pick in a long time i will say this though we looked good and then zeke started putting the ball on the carpet and i feel like when you have when you're down as many players as you are when you see your best player put the ball on the carpet like that twice in a row it's you know it, it really kills momentum but i actually like dallas to bounce back there's a very embarrassing loss there in prime time Look, the money disparity is not that bad um, if I was, if it was still at the original like plus three look ahead from last week, I'd probably be tempted to take a little bit of Washington Football Team because the way I see it, Dallas's line up front is so injured; they're down so many guys that it's going to be tough to keep that Washington Football Team pass rush out of the backfield. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to play this one or not, but the only way I could really go in this one is Dallas. I don't think I personally think if the Washington Football Team is interested in winning games that they would have Dwayne Haskins in there. Not saying Dwayne Haskins is good, but Kyle Allen is not an NFL caliber starting quarterback. Alex Smith is hardly a shell of himself at this point. I would say that this is a classic tank job without saying they're tanking by the Washington football team to try to get more talent in there on that offense. I'm going to have to – I mean, I, I think Dallas is the only thing you can play here. If you were catching yeah. points with Washington, I would like it, but not catching any points toward – well, I will say this, I'm probably going to put Dallas in a teaser for sure. I think, that, I think in a six-point teaser getting them plus six, I think they cover that absolutely.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I think that if if Washington was interested in winning, they would be going with Haskins no matter how shitty he's been during practice, no matter how much flack he's given Ron Rivera. Um, I don't think that there's any logical explanation for playing Washington football team at all, but that's why you play the damn games. Um, This is going to be one of the tougher games that me and you have to pick just because of biases and the way that this matchup has gone in recent years. Lions at Falcons. Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm really not super confident in any pick that I have right here, but I think the Lions have played better. Than the Falcons this year, Um, that may or may not be due to the fact that Dan Quinn was the head coach. Raheem Morris looked good last week. I don't want to bank on that happening again. So I'm going to buy back a half point and go Lions plus three. We'll get a push if we have to. I'm going to ride a little bit of the hotter hand. And I also think the Falcons win last week may have been a little bit fraudulent because you at the beginning of the year were talking about how bad the Vikings were. I didn't believe you. Now I know because they lost to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go Lions plus three and buy that half point back.
1: Um, I actually want to say one last thing about last game real quick. I forgot to say the the uh, Cowboys are seven and one straight up their last eight meetings with De- with with uh, the Washington football team. And then they're 13 and one against the giants and Washington football team combined the last uh, 14 times they've played them combined. So, They dominate those bad teams in the division. On this game, look, Cohen, I kind of agree with you. I really personally can't bet aside in this one. The Lions, when they are at three earlier in the week, I liked, but I don't bet against my teams for one and two. It's now down to two, so you kind of lost that key number because I feel like there's going to be no defense played in this game. Look, both teams can score points. The Falcons average 27 points a game. Lions are averaging 26. Um, The Lions have promoted DeAndre Swift now to their starting running back, which – I think it's huge. Honestly, I think this guy can completely change things for them. Um, the Lions do have a good pass defense though. They're one of the better in the league currently yardage wise, but they're still giving up 22. They're the 22nd scoring defense. Atlanta's the 28th scoring defense. Atlanta is getting destroyed at 31 pass yards area. They're 31st in the NFL defending the pass and 32nd in YPP. That's why we're so damn bad. We give those big plays through the air. I think the trend continues and this game goes over. I really think this game is going to come down to the wire and, be honest with you I think Detroit has is a big game right here I think if you're Detroit you look at this and you see Atlanta on your schedule and you're like all right we're two and three we got some momentum right here we just beat the Jags now let's handle business here and beat the Falcons and get to three and three and you know keep winning games see if we can't get that third wild card spot because I mean I was pretty high on Detroit coming into the season and they had some brutal losses they were beating both the Packers and Saints at halftime and then blew those second half leads so you know if I'm Detroit and, LaFle- and uh and uh what's what's I'm drawing a blank coach yeah Matt Patricia, there we go. If I'm Detroit and Patricia, I look at this as one of my best opportunities to, you know, kind of trend your team in the right direction. So I think Detroit gives it Atlanta gives it Atlanta their all, but I really can't confidently play a side in that game I'm going over.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, the, the only reason that I am picking a side is because we are on a 50-50 money split, so I really don't mind making a pick and just sticking with it in this game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think Detroit's the right – is the side that I – if I was forced to play a side in this game, I think it's Well, you Detroit are. You, you
0: are forced to play a side because we're picking every single game against the pro. All
1: right, give me Detroit then.
0: Let's do it. Um, We're going to talk about the Bills and the Jets. It opened at 10. It's made its way all the way to 12 now. Uh, Bills minus 12. I think I'm going to play Bills minus 12, A, because we do have a 50-50 money split, and B, because the Jets are that damn bad. Uh, The Bills are coming off two, quote-unquote, bad losses. Bills are bound to rebound. 12's a lot, but I think I'm going to like the Bills on a .75 unit play.
1: There's no way I would touch Buffalo in this one. I see it at 12. If Donald gets ruled in and it goes down to 10, I'll throw the bills in my teaser to go along with Dallas. But honestly, I just can't lay double digits like that. I really don't like betting double-digit favorites at all. I mean, we saw last week with the Patriots, what can happen when you play double-digit favorites. Um, I think the Bills win this game though for sure straight up and be honest with you, there's no way I bet on the Jets here Buffalo is an extremely high powered offense who so could score quick and often And plus honestly, Buffalo is probably pretty pissed off about the way the last two games went I think they'll hold out as well Tredavis White and Milano this last week so I like Buffalo here but if Joe Flacco plays I would take the under if Joe Flacco doesn't play I probably won't take anything unless, except for that teaser
0: sure um, Panthers and Saints, this is going to be the second division game for the Saints. Uh, Panthers have overachieved this year. They're a seven-point dogs. Lots of money on the Panthers to cover. I'll take the Saints by a touchdown in a really important division game. Because of their week one win against the Bucks, they're in the driver's seat, quote-unquote, for the, for the division. I'll let the Saints to cover the touchdown.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. Look, Carolina's getting most of the Shard money right now. They're doing 70% of the money right now, mm. and the spread hasn't moved. But Michael Thomas also apparently is injured again. So he's I don't not think he's going to play.
0: I don't think he's yeah. going to play.
1: That's what I've been reading, too. To be honest with you, though, I kind of like the – I can't bet the Panthers here. I mean, the Saints are now 16-1 and ATS in October. They were 16-0 and before the Chargers beat them in that game. I personally don't like wet noodle arm Drew Brees, but I don't think the Panthers have any kind of defense. The Saints were the Saints were on a bye last week, correct? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you get the Saints off a of bye week with Sean Payton scheming and everything. I mean, the Panthers, I, I do not like this defense at all. I think the New Orleans can take advantage, move up and down the field. I'm tempted to take the over here at 51. Don't know if I'll end up playing that one or not. I just think it's Saints or pass here. I mean, it is a good point. Look, I think Carolina is a team that can be slept on, but I feel like that they're getting a little too much respect in this spot. I think the numbers should be a little closer to nine or something like that. i probably end up playing this one, but I, it's it's a tough one, but I would go Saints or pass.
0: I'll tell you what, if you can get this a six and a half, smash Saints like a motherfucker. I, I, I'd be down to take Saints minus six and a half just to cover that full touchdown and still not push.
1: Yeah, I don't six and a half. I mean, that's that's very tempting. That'd probably get me on it. Seven and a half, though, I don't like to. I guarantee, if you buy that point, you'll probably have to pay like a one thirty-five and juice. So, I yeah, mean, that's probably not would. worth it, in my opinion.
0: And it's worth it to me. Let's talk about Browns and Bengals. Browns are three-point favorites. I don't think the spread's big enough at all. I think Bengals should should sit around six and a half or seven um, after an embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing loss that you called last week where I got wrong and um, I got steamrolled on. Browns are bound to bounce back, and I think there's lots of money on the Browns, but I'm not scared for the public this week.
1: I think, Cohen, that's the first time we've gone head-to-head in about eight games this season that I've been correct. Hey, at least that was my lock of the week that I was yep. correct about. Yep. Dallas was my next most confident. Man, that not look really good. Um, This one's tough for me. You know, Baker's a little beat up right here which scares me just because I feel like they can't take fully advantage of the uh, of the Bengals' horrible defense. But at the same time, the Bengals' defense has been awful against the run. I expect the Browns to run it down their throat again. They Kareem Hunt, I mean, I don't think there's any difference between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. If anything, Kareem Hunt adds a little bit more spice into the run game and a little more, you know, I feel like he, Chubb to me is more downhill. Kareem Hunt's that shifty guy. But, I mean, he man, he can do it all. I would probably say the right play here is the Browns. I'm not 100% sure if I want to get involved on it. I'm sitting here, you know, going back and forth on this one. So I haven't 100% made my mind up yet, but it just feels like a little bit of a trap to me with Baker Mayfield being banged up and all, but I think it's probably Browns or pass here, man. I mean, that run game is going to be all over them all day.
0: To me, from what I've been reading today, I think that Baker Mayfield is a little bit more beat up mentally than he is physically. And Baker in these in these games against lesser opponents, whenever he does bounce back, I think it's a big bounce back. I can see Baker having a big game against the Bengals. Joe Burrow will probably have his, his his good stat line, but I don't think the Bengals defense can keep him in it. I like I'll, I like Browns minus three right here really well um Steelers and Titans I think is the toughest game to pick straight up this week I got it at at Steelers plus one Titans minus one which might as well just be a pick um even though I like the team of the Tennessee Titans a little bit better I think the Steelers are in a little bit better of a spot because the Titans are a little bit more tired after having to play the same amount of games over less days of rest um I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers plus one right here a lot of public money like I'm talking like 80 percent of the public money right now before the weekend is on the Titans I'll ride with the Steelers
1: but I see it the other way around. I see sixty one percent of public That's of facts. uh ticket yeah tickets are on the steel on the Steelers, but eighty five percent of the money's on Tennessee. Yep. that to me is pros versus Joe's sign right there. Um, we lost pros versus Joe's last week. This I week, we week so Cohen, I'm going with the pros, and I'm on the Titans. Look, Pittsburgh is really good. Don't get me wrong, but man, I think this Titans team is being slept on here. Also, too, I'm going to say this. I want to I want to say this before that I I before I keep going. I like the point you made earlier, Cohen, about you got to throw a lot of the historical data out the window because the Titans and Steelers have been going under a lot historically. Um, the Steelers in the spot go under, I think, at like 90% of the time on in these road games, and they're on a huge road under streak. At the same time, though, Both these teams have seen pretty high-scoring games the last couple weeks. I don't know if I want to bet any unders whatsoever in the NFL moving forward. I feel like I haven't won a single – I think I've won one under this entire season. I feel like that with COVID and the uncertainty and everything, it's been hard to tackle. And this Titans defense has been horrible. They're 28th in pass yards, 27th in rush yards allowed. Uh, 28th in YPP, but the scoring-wise, they're 15th, so they're beginning to stop teams in the red zone. I think that ends up being a big deal. Pittsburgh has great defensive numbers and all, but this Titans offense is way too good at home. They're second in points, for, in points per game, 11th in pass yards, fourth in rush yards. I think that Pittsburgh hasn't faced a monster like the Titans are on offense. I think the Titans will be able to set that play action up. Tannehill has been arguably the best quarterback in the NFL statistically since being promoted to the starter. Mike Vrabel, great in-game coach. I got Tennessee, man. I'll, I th- hey, this is this is honestly going to be one of the best matchups of the whole season.
0: Yes, right it here. will. I, I will be glued to this matchup at 1 o'clock on Sunday. The only reason that I'm really going with the Steelers is because I think they will be able to contain Derrick Henry. You won't stop Derrick Henry. You only hope to contain him. And I think they're the best team built for it with the linebacking core and the safeties they have. Um, I think the Titans, because their defensive numbers aren't as great as we've had in years past, I think that's why I give the Steelers a slight edge.
1: Oh, I remember my other reason now for loving the Titans. Star second year linebacker Devin Bush is out for the season for Pittsburgh. Look, you might look at that and say it's one player, it's football, you got to be able to replace him. I think he's one of the hardest players to replace in the whole defense. The way this defense plays, they like to get pressure from those outside linebackers on the edge without having him to shore up that middle. You know, it's kind of like once they lost jay Zier, they had the same hole to fill as well. Bush filled it for him perfectly. He's out for the season now. I think he's one of the best young linebackers in the league. I think that's going to be a tough spot for them to fix that.
0: But to beat up on your point, uh, who's, a, who's a better in-game coach, Vrabel or Tomlin?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it, Mike Vrabel. Did you see that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you see what Vrabel did last week? You're so it's third. So, so it's third and one with about three minutes and five seconds left. So Vrabel runs out on the field, and it's third down and one. Houston's driving at the 20-yard line. He runs out on the field, another defender. So there's 12 men on the field, gives them the first down, lets them score, saves 40 seconds. They go right back down the field, score, send the game to overtime, win the game in overtime. After the game was over, he said he meant to do it. It was even funny. He fakes like he was bad on the sidelines. Like, you could tell 100%. He meant to do it. The entire defense was looking at him with their hands up. I mean, the guy's an absolute genius.
0: I th- I think Mike Brable's a really great head coach, and I think he's on his way to becoming elite, but – Mike Tomlin is experienced, and he is better than Mike Vrabel is in almost every facet, including preparation. I like the the, the Steelers because of Mike Tomlin.
1: Hey, I, I like you, Cohen. We're against each other again, so that means Good, probably hey. bet with. That means probably bet with Cohen. But well, I, I'll I'm let my numbers Tennessee. speak for
0: themselves. I'll let my numbers speak for themselves. Hey, he's got me big time head to head so far. All right, so we're going to move on to the 4 o'clock slate. Um, I got the Buccos and the Raiders in a game that may or may not even happen. Um, I have three and a half written down right here. We'll see what happens throughout Uh the rest of the week, and we'll see what COVID does to this game. But uh, I still like the Buccaneers to cover that three and a half. Um, Raiders, to me, are kind of an imposter um i'm not really loving the raiders i think they're a good team i don't think they're great i think the buccaneers needed a few weeks to gel and become that great team i think the Buccos run over them
1: look we have no Tampa Bay, we
0: have no numbers on public money yet we have no no real numbers to bet base on so i'm going strictly scenarios right here
1: so first off trent brown's out if the rest of the offensive line is able to play i think i got to go with the raiders look I think Tampa Bay might actually end up being one of the best teams in the NFC. I'm willing to risk it one more week and be wrong on them. Um, Their defense has been pretty much amazing. They're really good against the run. Oakland, though, is fifth in pass yards, 14th in rush yards, sixth in total scoring. They're playing really, really well at home. I think it's a good spot for Oakland or for, what am I even saying, for Las Vegas. Yeah. I think it's a good spot for them here. I really like this team. I think they can I think that they can bounce back off a of, or they or are they off a of bye this week. The Raiders? Yeah.
0: I think they're off a of bye this yeah. week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're off a of bye. So yeah, they beat Kansas City two weeks ago. Now they're off a of bye. So I like that even more. The fact they're off a of bye here. Kind of Tampa Bay's off their biggest signature win of the season. I think it's a good spot to get in front of them and fade them. I like the Raiders here, but it's definitely gonna depend on the injury report and a little bit more so. We'll see yeah, what happens. With this
0: and thing. I will say um, you definitely do have the advantage on numbers right here by picking the three and a half to at least get that field goal late at the end to cover the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate betting minus three and a half. You might as well just bet five right there.
1: Yeah. Also too, it looks like they're going to get some of their offensive guys back like Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs should both be back in there. And some of their other offensive guys should be getting healthy at the right time for the Raiders off the bye week So I, you know, I like the Raiders. I just think it's a good spot to fade Tampa.
0: Um, again, I'll, I'll back the public again this week chiefs at Broncos chiefs minus nine and a half at the Broncos. I think that chiefs win over the Buffalo bills in Buffalo with the rain coming down and everything else really shows how clicking and how now in season the chiefs are. I think they had a hiccup against the Raiders. and I, I don't think that's characteristic for their, their team at all. Um, I'm going to back the, the chiefs minus nine and a half right here against the Broncos. Um, lots of public money back in the chiefs. i I'll live on the back of some public money. I'll probably get burned on two or three of these picks this week, but this is the one that I think I am most confident in. The Broncos have kept it with, to within ten in all but one game, but these have been very inferior uh, opponents than the Chiefs, and um, I'm, I'm going to ride high after last week's win on, on, on the Bills in the rain where they were picked to not cover that game. I'll take the Chiefs minus nine and a half right here.
1: You know, I don't hate the bet, Cohen, and I'm going to agree with you on this one. The Chiefs are my other teaser team here for sure. I would definitely throw them in a teaser, no doubt about it, because the Chiefs in this spot or teams in this spot, if you tease them, are are uh, 95%, 95% of the time they're hitting here in this spot. So the spot that we're playing against right here is teams that pull an upset as a dog of six or more points. And then they're a dog of six or more the next game, which is the Denver Broncos. They're also two and 44 straight up in 11, 34 and one against the spread. Uh, three and forty-three in the teaser. That's six point five percent right there in a forty-six game sample. I mean, that's a great spot right there. Yep. I don't think Denver can keep up. They don't have Von Miller anymore. They don't have Drell Casey anymore. I think the Kansas City will throw the ball over him and then they'll run the ball over him and control clock. I think Kansas City is an absolutely monstrous team. I think they'll try to get Le'Veon Bell involved a little bit more too. If I'm the Broncos, I would hide in the locker room.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't, uh, especially if 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 Ripien is going to play, uh, is it going to be him or Drew Locke, Do you think?
1: Drew Locke. Drew Locke played last week, so I assume he'll be in there again this week.
0: Okay. Um, So maybe it shouldn't be all the way at nine and a half, but I still like the Chiefs to win this game by double digits. Um, In a spot where me and you got burned royally last week was Bill Belichick on two weeks rest with that preparation factor. Um... This is going to create a perfect storm for me in this game and a pick that I'm pretty confident in. 49ers at the Patriots. Patriots are two-point favorites. I'm going to take the Pats minus two after a bad loss against Denver. Bill Belichick is usually pretty damn good after a loss in the NFL regular season. Um, And the Niners have been playing so out of their head lately. I think I'm going to go ahead and fade them starting now.
1: You know, Cohen, I've got two things for you here. So my first one here – Is NFC West teams versus non NFC West teams? They're 60% against the spread this season, which is 12 and 8. They're 65% against the spread the last two seasons, which is 40, 22, and 2. When on the road, they're 8 and 2 this season. That's 80% 80, uh, against the spread the last two seasons, 77% against the spread, 24, 7 and 1. But Belichick versus former QBs, 9 and 4 straight up, average win margin of 9 points, 10 and 3 ATS, average margin of 8 points um belichick is only averaging 14.5 points per or they're only averaging 14.5 points per game against belichick i think we see more of the same here i think the patriots bounce back in a big way i'm on the patriots as well i think it's a good spot for them and everything i mean last week they kind of let down i think belichick gets these guys together they bounce back and they get a big win this week against the 49ers
0: Um, This is the first time since 2012 um, that they have lost – that Bill Belichick has lost two games in a row. I do not think it's going to go to three games in a row. This is a spot that I'll live and die in. Pats minus two is a pretty confident play on my end.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I feel pretty good about this one. This will probably be one of my max bets.
0: Yeah. Um, We got two more games to go. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are seven-and-a-half-point dogs against the uh, – I don't even know what to call them anymore. the The California Chargers. The Chargers haven't covered seven point five once this year. I like the Jags to lose, but keep it within a touchdown.
1: Honestly, if I had to bet anything in this game, I would take the over again. I think both these teams can go up and down the field. I mean, we've seen the Jags defense the last couple of weeks now. They can't stop it. They can't stop a running nose at this point um I think the Chargers Justin Herbert I'll take back every single word I said about Justin Herbert coming out he's looked great so far I think we see more of the same here from Herbert they're also off a of buy I don't know if you said that or not so no I think this Chargers offense should be rolling I still think seven and a half is a very backdoorable number I don't know if the Chargers should be seven and a half point favorites over anyone yep therefore I'm going to take the over in this one and lean towards the Jags plus the points
0: yeah, I like um, this plus seven and a half for two teams that aren't necessarily good or great um, to keep it within a dogfight number to cover the whole touchdown. I like that. Definitely a backdoor thing. I don't think Jaguars really give you much chance to win at all, but I do like the backdoor number at seven and a half. Now we have two games to go. Um, the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals have been flexed from 420 to 820. Um The Seahawks are minus three and a half or minus three on some books. Let's see what I have it written down as. I have it written down as minus three and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. It's another tough game to pick, I think. I think Seattle is way better than Arizona, but with that bad of a defense. And I think Jamal Adams is going to play. Even though Jamal Adams is going to play, I like the cars to cover the plus three and a half and fade the public money because I've been on the back of so much public money this week already.
1: Yeah, I'm actually with you, and once again on this one, Cohen, I am on the Cardinals. Look, Seattle's What? Hey, I'm actually shocked we're on the same side as this one. I thought we were about to have it out right there. That's why I had a little <laughs> smirk on my face. Um, look, teams that went this—I'm not necessarily playing it because of the stats, but teams that went scoreless in the first half and still won at home their last nine games after, or their last ten games after, are one and nine ATS when the lines less than seven, and they're away the next game. That's this spot for Seattle, also too. I think Seattle's very overrated. They've been beating close teams. I mean, this defense is freaking horrible. I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be a high-scoring game. The Cardinals, though, were built like that, like we saw on, on Monday Night Football. I think Kyler Murray's going to give them all they want more. Plus, I mean, the Cardinals beat them last year as 10-point dogs in this exact same spot pretty much yep. at home. So, I think it's more of the same here. I think this Cardinals team is trending in the right direction. I think the Cardinals get it done. Plus, they really have no pass rush. So, I mean, Kyler Murray's going to be able to run around there in that pocket and extend plays with his legs and find receivers down the field. I'm rocking with the cards.
0: Yeah, especially for a home game. NFC West games tend to be pretty close no matter who's playing them. So I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover the whole field goal. They can still lose but only lose by a field goal. Um, Our last game is on Monday night, the Chicago Bears at the L.A. Rams. Um, Six-point game right here, Rams minus six. I don't think it should be that high based off the first number, because it opened up at seven. But I do like the Rams to kind of bounce back and cover. Um, if it does go to seven or seven and a half, I will take the Bears to cover that backdoor number. But if it's a single touchdown and you can get the win, I'll take Rams minus six.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to go the opposite way with you on this one. I got Chicago um, in this game. Chicago's seven and three, eight. Yes, the last ten times they played against the Rams. Look, Chicago's defense has been pretty good this year. The offense has not been that great. But at the same time, I think they can really get things clicking here against the Rams. I think that it's going to be a tight game. I don't think the Rams should should be this big of favorites against Chicago. It is a little sketchy, the fact Chicago's 5-1 and one and the Rams are 4-2 and two, and Chicago's this big of a dog on the road. But at the same time, I think Chicago's still a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think they can keep this within the number. I don't think they win straight up. But I think, think that six is a little disrespectful here.
0: My play is if it goes to seven, take it. I agree with 100%. Um, agree with what you said. I think they're good, not great. I think they're a good team. I do like the Rams Got kind of to tie up the record right here on Monday night. Um, Rams seem to play a little bit better in primetime than they do at 1 o'clock. So, I'm going to rock with the Rams right here. Thomas Finland, before we go, I know you have a few picks tonight for Thursday Night Football College Edition. Give me one of those.
1: I actually got nothing for Thursday Night Football, college football. I'm going to tell you all this. I don't bet on these ridiculous Arkansas state and whatever games. I mean, I will occasionally if I see a big time edge in it, but it has to be a huge edge in the matchup in order for me to bet on it. I think betting on these college football games, just getting cute, cute. Instead, let me give you one or two that I love this weekend. So let's, let me go over here to the ones I got locked in. There's a couple of them. I'm still waiting to pull the trigger on, but I actually like a lot of these in college football. So first one that I'm eyeing down big time is Alabama first half minus 11 and a half. I mean, this Tennessee got the exact same spread at UGA. Look, Alabama, yes, they came off a big win last week, but I think Alabama is going to come out here. Their offense is way too dynamic for Tennessee to deal with. Tennessee's offense is fiddle-fumbled, farted the last two weeks. Um, I haven't seen anything to be impressed with from Tennessee. I think Alabama is going to boat race them. I mean, this spread was very similar to Alabama at Texas Stadium and and Alabama absolutely blew them out of the water. So I think the same thing happens twice here. Should cover easily. Um, another one that I like is um, UCF and Tulane to go over 72. I mean, both these teams are extreme. I'm not going to list out all the exact stats, but let's put it this way. These are two of the best offensive teams in college football. Tulane is a really good rushing attack. Yep. These defenses are absolutely awful. awful I think the finals, awful, I wouldn't, awful. I'd be shocked if UCF scored under 50 points in this game. And I think Tulane can get at least 21 up on this horrible defense. Um, then the last one, I'll go over to the Big Ten here, and it's going to take Iowa minus three against Purdue. So, first off, Purdue's coach has COVID, so he will not be able to coach in this game. And then second off, there's a huge trend. Let me pull it up here real quick for these Big Ten teams. I'm also going to – so, also another one you might want to play against is Michigan. Um, Michigan on the road is one and 19 straight up when they're the favored against sort of way a ranked, ranked team, which is this spot against Minnesota in five and 15 against the spread – so Minnesota plus three, I'm definitely locking in. So there's one Big Ten for y'all. But the other one is Iowa. When they're favored on the road, they're 20-0 and 0 straight up, 17-3-1 against the spread. They're in a way favored against Purdue here. He doesn't have their coach. I think Iowa gets it done.
0: I may pull a uh, to Thomas Penland pizza bet tonight on Arkansas State. I've seen a few uh, Sharps play Arkansas State. Hey, Another- I like that one, though. Another another game that, I, that I've just kind of had my eye on that I've seen a few Sharps pick on is to take mm. Illinois plus 20. Um, I'm I know on it, Illinois. I know it has a lot of public money backing it, but I've seen a lot of Sharps backing Illinois plus 22. Um, Wisconsin, if you can get all the way back to like 17 or so, I, I saw a few Sharps playing them at 17, 16. But if you can go to um, 20 for Illinois, I like that number, and so do a lot of Sharps.
1: Yeah, I actually like that one a lot as well. Illinois head coach is Lovey Smith, a defensive guy. Their offense, or their defense was horrible last year, but they bring back over 80% of their returning offense. They had a really good offense last year. Um, Wisconsin is more of a defensive team this year. I think 19 is a lot of points. Their quarterback is out. I mean, they lost Jonathan Taylor, the best rusher in the history of the program, of the NFL. They don't have anybody close to Jonathan Taylor this year. I think it's a pretty good spot here to play on Illinois plus 19. I'm pulling the trigger on that one Friday. That's my only Friday play. I've probably got – I've got like eight to ten plays right now for Saturday, so I know i got to narrow that down a little bit. But usually college football I'll pull the trigger on higher volume. But I actually like a lot of overs. I'm telling you, these teams cannot play defense.
0: Especially with the whole practice with no tackling and, and, and mm-hmm. these delayed practices and everything that changes up throughout the week for these teams, logistical problems and, you know, the different just kind of vibe that college football has going on
1: no absolutely that's what i'm saying i mean i think i think there's a lot more advantages to play honestly in college football than there has been the nfl i was hot out the gate in the nfl but i've cooled off badly in the last two weeks
0: yeah but that's why we picked the games is to get back on the horse that's why yeah, this that's is the I'm daily saying. degenerate podcast not the weekly degenerate podcast
1: <laughs> exactly
0: thomas penland let's get the hell out of here plug yourself before we go
1: yeah guys follow me on twitter at tp3 wins on instagram at tp3 bets all my official picks will be posted up there i'll probably post college football late friday night um i'll post or probably early sunday morning my nfl um, I'll also have that Illinois plus 19 bet out and about on, on there as well. So y'all go ahead and lock these in. Let's get this money. I'm also officially playing the Eagles tonight. So let's get, let's get it tonight guys. Yeah,
0: I'll be on the Eagles too, even though I don't like to back public money like that. This just seems the week to kind of back some public money. If Vegas is going to lose any money, I think this is the week to do it. Um, but who knows, they always find a way to, to snake us out from under, under some money. So who knows, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 144 of the daily degenerate podcast. Find us on Instagram, at tdd pod look us up on action network daily degenerate twitter at td pod facebook the Daily degenerate podcast um that's about all we got good luck best of luck happy tales whatever you want to call it locktober let's lock it in thanks guys